The verse, beginning with Ceto Darpanam Marginam, describes the original, transcendental nature of the jiva. As Srila Jiva Goswami has explained, the jiva is a part and parcel of the supreme absolute truth, who is the supreme energetic, the total aggregate of all jivas. Like a ray of the sun, the jiva is of the same spiritual nature as the supreme, but infinitesimal in size. Srila Baladev Bidyabhusana has analyzed Godhead as the infinite supreme lord, and the jiva as his infinitesimal part. All the transcendental qualities are eternally present in perfect fullness in the Supreme Lord. His pure ego is manifest both as absolute knowledge and the knower. Similarly, the jiva is also in possession of transcendental knowledge and pure ego, though in partial degree. This is logical because qualities such as heat and light present in the sun are also present in the sun's rays. Of the two, then, the Supreme Lord is fully independent, possessing and embodying all transcendental qualities. He is the origin of everything, and he only partially enters into the material nature and controls it. It is he alone who creates and maintains the material world. The reservoir of all spiritual bliss He is ever relishing his own spiritual self and distributing the nectar of pure love of Godhead by means of his pure devotional service. Indeed, he encourages all living entities to taste that sweet nectar. The innumerable living entities go through varied stages of existence, now eternally conditioned, now eternally liberated. When the jiva rejects the Supreme Lord, he becomes forever ensnared in matter. But again, aspiring for his shelter, the curtain of maya that separates the jiva from his eternal transcendental identity is forever removed, and he is immediately restored to his original pure self. Cleansing the Mirror of Consciousness It is clear that the jiva is infinitesimal, possessing a transcendental nature of pure ego, pure soul, and pure form. But when he turns away from God and contemplates enjoying material energy, his pure nature becomes contaminated by nescience. It is for this reason that the soul has been compared to a mirror, just as it is impossible to see one's face in a dusty mirror. It is similarly impossible to see the real self the mirror of consciousness, if it is covered by the dust of ignorance. If one begins to render loving devotional service, particularly hearing and chanting the sacred names and pastimes of the Supreme Lord Krishna, directly under the control of his hladini potency, material contamination or nescience is completely eradicated. The jiva's pure consciousness which is a function of his pure ego, manifests itself, and he sees the Supreme Lord, Jiva, Prakriti, nature, Kala, time, and Karma, action and reaction, all five fundamental principles of existence, 
reflected on the mirror of his pure ego with absolute clarity. So, in the mirror of his pure consciousness, he sees the reflection of his original identity without any distortion. This helps him to know his true religion and inherent nature as an eternal servant of the Lord. When one becomes really expert in serving the Lord, then his propensity to enjoy material life is converted into a loving devotional mood of service. The Forest Fire of Samsara The purport of the word bhava is that jiva is being subjected to take repeated births in this world, a continuous cycle of birth and death, called mahadavagani, or blazing fire, a raging conflagration that cannot be extinguished by any means other than the congregational chanting of Krishna's holy name. A question may arise at this point. When one is enlightened about his svadharma, or eternal intrinsic nature and duty, does he then cease to chant Krishna's holy name? The answer is no. This never occurs. Chanting God's name is the soul's svadharma. The phrase, Sreya Kairava Chandrika Vitaranam, which describes the holy name, specifically conveys the sense of eternal activity of the spirit soul in his original spiritual condition. The Pure Lotus of Dedication to the Lord The jivas, who are enslaved by maya, prefer to remain in that condition, to enjoy material life. And that desire literally binds them to the cycle of birth and death. This is the root cause of their threefold miseries. But the spirit soul reaps the greatest benefit when he becomes disgusted with material enjoyment and rededicates his time and energy to Lord Krishna's loving service. This benediction is compared with the flowering of a cluster of pristine white lotuses. For just as the moon's soothing rays cause the white lotuses to bloom, the rays of the mellow taste of chanting the holy name resuscitate the languishing petals of the lotus of benediction for the jiva. According to the adage, devotion gives birth to devotion. One must follow the principles of elementary bhakti, in other words, repeatedly hearing and chanting, until the first light of pure devotion begins to dawn in the heart of the sincere and faithful jiva. The comparison of congregational chanting with the moon is quite appropriate here. The closed lotus flower touched by the moon's rays awakens to full blush. And similarly, the holy name spreads the rays of bhava, or spontaneous attraction for the Supreme Lord. It is the essence of hladini, which impregnates the jiva's heart. Rati, or erotic spiritual love, then lights up his consciousness, bestowing the highest benediction. That is what is meant by waxing moon that spreads the white lotus of good fortune for all living entities. Acquiring One's Eternal Form A pertinent inquiry at this junction would be, At what stage does a person who has attained the level of pure devotion acquire his pure spiritual identity, his svadharma? 
Lord Chaitanya replies by saying, Vidya Vadu Jivanam, the life of all transcendental knowledge. The Supreme Lord's Shakti has two aspects, Vidya, or knowledge, and Avidya, or ignorance. Yogamaya, Sri Krishna's Swarup Shakti, or internal spiritual potency, is called Vidya, whereas his external energy, Mahamaya, is Avidya. And it is this latter which creates the material universe and covers the soul's Swarup. When the first rays of pure devotion finally appear on the horizon of the Sadaka's heart, by his sincere following of the process of hearing and chanting, then gradually Bhakti Devi, or the goddess of pure devotional service, the eradicator of all unwanted material desires detrimental to the Lord's service, eclipses the avidya potency. By suffusing the soul with spiritual knowledge, she destroys both the gross and subtle coverings of the soul. Simultaneously, the jiva's original spiritual form becomes manifest to the extent that he receives the form of a gopi, for example, if his spiritual proclivity is steeped in the conjugal mood. Thus, it stands proven that Krishna's name is the life and soul of all transcendental knowledge, vidya vadu jivanam. Swarup Shakti has therefore often been described as Krishna's wife. The Sanskrit word vadu means wife. An ever-increasing ocean of bliss. The gross and subtle material bodies of the jiva being completely destroyed, the infinitesimal soul regains his original pristine purity. Although the jiva is anu, or minutely small, his spiritual happiness is not minute. To remove this misapprehension, Lord Chaitanya adds, Anandam Bodhivardhanam, an ever-increasing ocean of bliss. In other words, the holy name of the Lord endlessly expands the spiritual bliss inherent to the soul by leaps and bounds. He thus becomes eternally fixed in one of the spiritual mellows, namely Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, or Madhurya. Established in his eternal spiritual mellow, he begins to relish limitless nectar at every stage of his transcendental relationship and exchanges of extraordinary loving emotions with the Lord. The Supreme Lord Krishna's enchanting beauty, his divine qualities, and his sublime pastimes are ever ecstatic and eternal. Inebriated with divine prema, the pure jiva continuously drinks that sweet nectar. But still, the Lord's captivating beauty remains ever fresh and ambrosial, relished in endlessly unique and novel ways. Spiritual happiness is completely pure. In this stage, one final question may still arise. Is the happiness self-motivated and thus contrary to the principles of pure spiritual love? If so, how can the jiva's happiness be called unalloyed and spiritual? To ally any such confusion or doubt, Lord Chaitanya uses the expression sarvatma snapanam. The bliss of Krishna consciousness is completely pure, wholly free from any desire for self-satisfaction.
That is to say, in the natural course of pure devotional service, one attains the form of a maidservant of Srimati Radharani, who embodies the zenith of Mahabhava, or unsurpassable heights of exaltations. And in her service, the jiva participates in conjugal pastimes with the Lord and experiences unlimited ecstatic bliss. This sublime mood is, therefore, untainted by even the slightest tinge of selfish lust or self-indulgent craving. This phrase also indicates that neither the contamination of suhujyamukti, or the desire to merge with the Lord, nor the impurity of self-gratification can contaminate the heart of the jiva in this state of perfect bliss. The Holy Name is ever victorious. May the chanting of the holy name of Krishna be ever victorious, for it is adorned with seven transcendental qualities. It is the embodiment of eternality. It is knowledge, and it is the highest bliss, steeped in the wonderful and variegated amorous pastimes of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna. Supporting passages are also found in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Antyalila 20, 11, 13, and 14. Simply by chanting the holy name of Lord Krishna, one can be freed from all undesirable habits. This is the means by which one awakens his good fortune and initiates the flow of waves of love of Krishna. By performing congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, one can destroy the sinful condition of material existence purify his unclean heart, and awaken all varieties of devotional service. The result of chanting is that one awakens his love for Krishna and transcendental bliss. Ultimately, one attains the association of Krishna and engages in his devotional service, as if immersing himself in a great ocean of love.